0: Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer tastic
1: Voyage. Hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beertastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. And oh,
0: I'm boy. Justin. Okay.
1: You had to get it in there. They you did. were gonna do it no matter what. Word. No,
0: that was going balls to the wall. Straightforward.
1: All, full shaft. All, yeah. there, all the way. There you go. Yeah.
2: Are you shaved now? <laughs> you,
1: did, you
0: didn't romance you it. You haven't all. shaved, so yes. <laughs> Actually, I feel really shitty right now. My level of beard game is like I'm yeah. the vi- I'm 100% viking and I have the shittiest beard in the room <laughs> and the softest hands. Yeah, yes. And yes, the most hangnail-like yeah. hands
1: humanly possible. And that's not that our guest today has hangnail hands. I don't know, but the hearty handshake he gave me didn't seem that way. So. Okay. And he has a fantastic beard and this is Dan Moss. Hi Dan, how are you?
3: I'm I'm well, thank you.
1: And Dan is the brewer over at Fire Island Beer
3: Company. It's true.
1: It's nice fact. to meet you, Dan. Welcome Good to the to you, uh, uh,
3: Friendly Confines. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little creepy, but, you know. I... Yes, thank <laughs> no, you. it's actually that's, really nice. Oh, that's awesome. We thank aim you for, for coming, creepy. Dan. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we aim for creepy. Uh, every time we have a guest <laughs> and they come to Mark's house, the first one we did upstairs, exactly for the reason you described, because wow. of the, the winding hallway where you're like, is there a guillotine at the end of this thing?
2: Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, also because it was uh, it was with uh, Sofia del Gigante. From beer and yoga. Okay. So we uh, like, well, yeah, true. We, we didn't want to be like, come with these three men that you just met down into the basement. <laughs> right. True. You don't know us, but yeah. it's cool. And
0: actually, after meeting Sophia, she could have taken us anyway, so it's not a big Probably. deal. Oh, man. Yeah, she's the best.
3: Um, So how long have you been with Fire Island? Uh, I've been with Fire Island since uh, May of 2017. Okay. All um, right. Yeah, it kind of came on as we were just getting Just as it was starting in. to build out? Exactly. Over there then. Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm.
0: So um, nice. um speaking of the build out, maybe you can give for people who don't know a little idea of what the what he mark means by build out. Okay. Um where you guys are and, and you know how things are going. So yeah, uh
3: the company was uh, founded uh back in I wanna say oh. two thousand and nine. It's two thousand eight Nin- or two thousand nine. Yeah, so on the on the bottle it says nineteen ninety nine is when it was kind of conceived and then oh. um two thousand nine is when, you know, uh I's were dotted and T's were crossed and the you TTB know, was paid off. TTB was paid off. The government got its money and we started contract brewing. And um, we kind of contract brewed up until, you know, this, you know, the most recent was it June. June was when we first kicked our kettles on. Um, and yeah, the rest has been history. So we have, we moved from a contract brewing uh, format to having a production facility in Bayshore. So it was pretty much as close to Fire Island as we could get without. Um, you know, basically sinking ferries oh, yeah. by bringing malt right. to us, so. uh, or sinking ferries on the way back full of kegs. So, right? Um, yeah, that's where we're at. And uh, yeah, those I ferries aren't cheap. Yeah. No, definitely not. The freight, the freight rates are uh, <laughs> ridiculous. Yes, so. I wouldn't know. I haven't shipped anything yet. Don't do it. No, <laughs> no. Smiddle so, how big over. a
1: system are you guys working on over there now
3: so we've got a uh, a fifteen barrel d m e brew house it's single infusion so that's two vessels it's a mash lauder ton and a kettle awesome. um you know very simple straightforward setup um gives me a lot of room to kind of make really nice simple beers really elegant you know complex beers um it's a it's a bombproof system it's great I love it six tanks one bright tank um Old, old, old filter and bottling line, and some really great friends that have a canning line. That yeah, I was I was gonna can't. say I was gonna say
2: because like I know I know you have plenty of cans, so I was wondering if you were uh, utilizing Great South Bay's when they were not using it. Yeah, I know
3: uh, when you were in, we spoke about that, and um, we actually don't use them for like their their process is their process, our process is our process, um, and basically. We do use the same machine to bottle. It's the same model, um, but the guys that own this one, they happen to have wheels on there, so they can just roll it around. I so so. Uh, yeah, like Great South Bays is like pretty much hardwired into. Oh, so into are you facility. working with
2: like uh, malt man canning or? Uh,
3: yeah, it's actually friends of malt man at um Anvil Okay. Canning, so they okay. um, yeah they're See coming out a couple of times a month for us and. Uh, the last batch that we put into cans was a Lighthouse Ale, and then the next one we're doing is going to be a Red Wagon, so should be fun. Ah, gotcha, yeah, nice. So, um, why don't you introduce us to this? Uh,
0: reintroduce us rather to to this beer, the uh, Sea Salt Ale.
3: Sure. So this is uh, this is Sea Salt. It's um, it's our blonde ale. It's a pretty straightforward, easy drinking beer. We do incorporate a little bit of uh, Atlantic sea salt in the. In the hot side process, so we actually add the sea salt into the whirlpool um, before we send the beer to the fermenter. The work to the fermenter, for that matter, um, we uh, we use a lot of American hops. We uh, finish the beer with Cascade, some Idaho Seven to give it a little bit of a stone fruit character. There's a little wheat in there. Um, basically, it's just meant as like a you know a, a, a you know summertime crusher. Uh, something that goes really well with, like, light seafood dishes. Got a good good bit of carbonation and uh, enough bitterness to kind of keep your palate clean and ready for, you know, whatever is coming next. If it's, you know, going and catching a wave or, you know, a bite of, I don't know, a steamed lobster dipped in butter or something. So This anyway, would, yeah, this would be it. very good
2: to cut through some uh, lobster and butter. But yeah. I, yeah. I have to say that I do enjoy this much more uh, than... Yes the uh, the older formulation that cool we drank last time
0: yeah the um this one i even if it didn't say sea salt i would immediately go oh there's, mm-hmm. there's some salt in that not like uh, goza you know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't get sweet or tart but it definitely finishes similarly with with salt
3: yeah yeah we um you know we had kind of given a lot of thought to how we were going to make the beer in bayshore as opposed to contract brewing and you know we did we did briefly talk about making something that was a little bit more tart um but we wanted to stay true to what the beer was what everybody had kind of gotten used to and and uh we tried to we tried to maintain the recipe as uh close to the you know original as possible so like i said uh earlier probably off off mic um idaho 7 is is uh the new hop that we're finishing it with and and i think that kind of I don't think it adds a whole lot of hoppy character per se, but it definitely brings out the fruitiness of the malt character, which I kind of like. So it's that yeah, I, I definitely see that. And
2: is the is the salt dialed back a little bit? Because maybe maybe it's just perception. It just
3: seems like there's less. We haven't actively dialed the salt back, but so that might be perception. It might gotcha. be you know, it might just be like yeah, uh, it might just be the the extra fruitiness sure. then from yeah. the yeah. I was yeah, gonna
1: yeah. I was gonna say my. Um, I think I said that it tasted kind of like you just got a out of seawater last yeah. time and you, and how you dried out and I'm not getting that with uh with this version of it. It's a it's a lot nicer. Cool. With it. Thank you. I I appreciate this one a lot more. Awesome. <laughs> um you know, it's it's always really hard. It's really exciting to talk the actual beer with the guys that brew it, but it's also really hard cuz you never want to say anything and you're within arm's reach of me so (laughs) (laughs) so i never want to say anything bad but it's no i really do like it a lot more than it came than um the last time through and i really think that salt was just overpowering on the last batch of it yeah that we had
3: well i'll say this man um i'm i'm always my own worst critic so like
1: i understand that uh, i understand that too anybody that i mean i don't no, BSR is I don't, I don't brew that much, want, but all of us have done some kind of creative something or other. And anytime you're creating something, it's always you. Yeah. Ha- you hate it the most. Yeah. No matter what happens, you hate it the most. No one else can hate it more than you because it's your thing. Any home improvement project I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just check out the oven. We're
0: walking
2: upstairs. It'll be fine. Oh yeah.
3: This <laughs> is it basically a campfire. No, no. no, no. Like it's a proper oven and all, yeah. but
2: like you know, I, you know, I bought this house. Uh, um, little over five years ago now. Uh And just, uh, you know, when we bought the house, the dryer was hardwired into the electric, like there wasn't an outlet there. Oh, okay, okay. Well, it turns out my oven was too. And when the controller in my oven shorted out and it just decided to try and go supernova, I couldn't turn it off because... Well, I couldn't turn it off because the controls on it weren't working. Like, you'd turn it off, and a second later, it turn back on and, like, just try to go back to meltdown. And then I couldn't unplug it from the wall because it was wired right into the house. And my uh, electrical uh, panel was a fuse box. Okay. That was replaced like right before we bought the house and whoever the previous owner hired to do that didn't label any of the surrogates so i'm down here like randomly flicking things <laughs> on the phone they... with my wife is it off yet is it off yet oh man oh, you
1: mean you didn't just shout up the stairs come on <laughs> no it's, it's, too, it's far. too far far <laughs> that's if,
0: the, the dungeon labyrinth wouldn't yeah. allow the sound <laughs> to travel in that yeah. direction it's designed for that but that's yes. okay that's yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> um so Dan, we you told us a little, you were tell us a little bit about how Fire Island got started. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started into the uh the beer brewing game?
3: I I actually went to culinary school at Johnson & Wales in okay. um in Providence, Rhode Island and that's where I fell in love with beer. I was working at, you know, some restaurants and you know kind of doing, you know, a little part-time here, a little part-time there and just kind of fell in love with like, you know, two different kinds of beers, right? So the, like the big um, hoppy, malty, robust, high alcohol American beers. Right. And, you know, the more subtle um, European beers, Pilsners, Belgian ales, stuff like that. So that's kind of where I kind of first got a taste for beer. Um, probably like two years into my college career, I got a homebrew kit and started brewing. Um, don't ever remember making a good beer until god it was like three <coughs> or four years into my home brewing career and actually working at a brewery so i was uh interning at brooklyn brewery um i worked uh i'm sorry i, I went through the american brewers guild got a got my um craft brewers apprenticeship certificate nice interned at brooklyn brewery worked at brooklyn brewery for a couple of years worked overseas for a little while uh worked on a couple of startups and um you know, sales kind of, I've been in the beer industry for about 10 years and kind of worn a couple of different hats in those, in those 10 years. Yeah. It sounds like you're well-traveled. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, yeah.
1: You, you kind of worked around, you said you had, um, you know, you, you did some set, you did some sales stuff, you did it. So you'd kind of start seeing all the different sides of it.
3: Yeah. So I had worked on a couple of startups and they, um, you know, I'm sure you guys are probably aware of like what it kind of takes to start up a business. And, and that's, it tends to be a lot of work and yeah. can be draining. So after, you know, after doing that twice in a row and you, you, know, you kind of want to take a step back and you know, my step back was learning a different aspect of the industry and sales was pretty easy to get into at the time. So, um, I got a job with a distributor in the city. I was working in Brooklyn right. and then I was approached by, um, another bigger brewery, six point, oh, yeah. uh, to be a, one of their brand ambassadors, basically a salesperson on their team, but focusing only on the six point portfolio, which was really fun. Um, but there was always something in the back of my mind that said, "You're a you're a brewer, you're not a, a sales guy." Uh, so it was just kind of where my my head was at, and I the the Fire Island job came up, um, and I kind of had to go go with my gut, go with my heart, and that's uh, that's I guess that's where why I'm here guess that's why I'm sitting here now.
2: Well, that, and you also thought, like, hey, yeah, that that sounds like it'd be fun to go sit down and talk with those
3: guys. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I got to admit, you know, sitting down and drinking beers and talking about beers with some like-minded people is also very fun.
1: It's usually a tough sell for those kind of folks. I know it is. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, You know, so I I was flipping through a little bit, and I think um, doing a little bit of homework because I was trapped waiting for jury duty, Mm -hmm. so... Nice. I decided to try to, to try to cyber stalk you a little bit.
0: Th- that's why we have the technical yeah. dream coat of notes yes. over there. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> yeah. You may notice that these have like to be a former juror questionnaire. Very nice. <laughs> so thank
1: you, Suffolk County, for lending me the paper and the little golf pencil <laughs> to take these notes. So, um while you were at Brooklyn, you got a chance to um you got to the chance to brew a beer over there, right? The river beer. Is that one of yours? I,
3: I did, yes. Can indeed you tell it us is. a little bit about that beer? Uh, that was um kind of born out of a desire to do a little bit more with barrels and um, ooh barrels, not so not
1: uh, yeah, it was uh, used like a white wine barrels or something like that.
3: So it was yeah, it was actually used uh, as assorted red wine barrels that our friends over okay. at um, Brooklyn Winery had purchased or had had used, and they loaned them to us for this little project. So I brewed um, it's like a seven and a half percent Belgian pale ale with uh, just a whole bunch of Willamette hops.
2: Willamette.
3: <laughs> I have like three pads of that in my freezer right now. <laughs> yes. I did
2: that. I did that mainly because at this point, if I don't say uh-huh. that after Willamette comes up, he's going to. Yeah, I'm very just to look at Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah Bobby. Great.
0: Bobby of Hoboy at the Libme meeting. There's there's a bunch of hops up here. So there was one big thing of amarillo on top that there were yeah. like 17 bearded giant gentlemen fought over. Okay. And then there was like just a, a metric of ton Willamette. of Willamette left. Really. And I'm like, I make Obio stouts. I'll take those. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's,
3: all, it's always nice when you know the hungry like, one is there and you don't now, have to right? fight for it. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's amazing.
3: Um but yeah, so we we took the took the wort, uh fermented it, um, racked it into barrels, let it sit in barrels for six weeks, and that's it. I mean, it picked up a little bit of a uh you know, an amber reddish hue to it, uh some you know, subtle bar- barrel character, but you know, it was um, it's a really nice beer. I, I know there, are, I mean, I know I my father has a couple of bottles still floating around, but um, maybe there's a couple at Brooklyn. I don't know. Hey, um, sitting possible. on a shelf somewhere, display Yeah, sitting display on a shelf that's still
2: I can only imagine that that's gotta be a great thing to have one of your beers like released as a commercial product
3: yeah it was very small uh, like a very limited release like it was only like a 25 barrel batch yeah um, but even still but yeah like... no it was very it's very cool it's, it's
0: only 25 barrels <laughs> it was only enough to sink a ferry yeah, only <laughs> enough to sink a ferry that yeah. is
1: now a unit of measure ferry yes. sinking is a unit right. of measure yeah we have
0: on uh, the that... podcast our official uh, measurement is swimming uh-huh. pools mm-hmm. and now can it sink a ferry nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> We're gonna use that one. Yeah, swimming yeah. pools is for volume, and yeah. sink of ferry is for uh,
3: for weight, yeah. I like that. I like
2: that.
1: So, so yeah, we had Mark. Oh, crack open
0: one of the I, yeah one of bottles. the
2: mystery bottles that you gave me when I stopped in, and it looks yeah. like I picked the stout. You did. Yeah, Indeed. I was gonna
0: say if it's not the stout, then <laughs> we oh, don't. So, yeah. I didn't. No, I didn't.
1: They're, Dripped on the jury notes. They're, not, they're notes for a no. beer podcast. I would expect them to have. Yeah, if there's, okay. no, yeah, yeah, there's no beer, beer on the stands mind. on it. We're not doing something right. Yes, yeah,
0: okay. like, you know, my son's high chair
1: is not covered in food he
2: didn't eat. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this smells scrumptious. Yeah. Yes. Really loving that roast in there. Oh, man. Yeah, it's good roast and, like, pretty good malt sweetness. It's very nutty, too,
0: on the nose.
3: Trying to keep it clean. Trying to keep uh-huh. it clean.
2: I get more coffee than nutty. Yeah, is.
0: yeah. I when I smell, See, the problem is I don't drink coffee, which I would say every time. So when I smell something, the last thing I think of is coffee. So I think of the like a hazelnut
3: type situation more All than right, coffee. Uh, I get Oreo. <laughs> you wish Listen, you got Oreo. I, was just I say, if, you got, if you got
0: Oreo, if you're making an Oreo beer, I need to be there. Mostly I, because I, you won't I, end up with any Oreos in the beer. I get It'll that you're dropping belly.
2: hints, but I don't know if you picked up before Kevin said that he has, you know, they brought his wife's car over here. So, yeah, I don't, oh. like, I don't have any. There's nothing in the now. trunk, Sorry. unfortunately. <laughs> oh, <man.
1: laughs> um, as you probably realize, when your adventure of selling beer, mm-hmm. you don't get nearly as much of it as you like for your personal consumption. Yeah, yeah. As, as you would wish, being a salesperson. That right. idea of the of the salesman always having some samples in their car is uh-huh. long gone. Like, <laughs> that's like, oh, wait, we can save money by not having giving the sales reps anything. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So, on a rare occasion, I'll get uh, to try some of the new flavors that come out. But that's. Not even because my boss gives like it to me. It's because I happen to you know my and... boss's boss. No, we have cinnamon right now though, and hazelnut oh, that's cre- actually and uh, chocolate hazelnut. Cream. Oh, nice.
3: chocolate hazelnut. Yeah. That's a lot better than like durian or yeah. <laughs> yeah that would know, really... Uh, sardine. Oreo. I just
1: learned about durian
3: recently. Really?
1: And I had never. And it, I'm no way interested in trying. It's no I, way interested in trying. it. I anymore. would definitely try it. I would. I probably would.
2: But it just the uh, description of it as being like gym socks. Apparently, the really smell liked.
0: is terrible, but it tastes very good. Yeah. Uh, when I was
2: in Hawaii, like, that was something that I could have bought, and I was just like, no.
0: Really? That is surprising. You're, like, very adventurous and, like, kind of want to try everything. I mean, food-wise. Not, you know, everything, everything.
2: Yeah, but, you know, when when the descriptors are, like, gym sock and... Yeah, but come on.
0: Saison, Funk, Blanket, Horse Blanket. We like that. <laughs> Yeah, that'll yeah that'll, I know. But burn fire. You
2: drunk. But, well, true. <laughs> but Good there's al- there's also the texture aspect of it. Oh yeah, me too. Where like you isn't know, like,
3: it supposed to be like brie or something? Yeah, like, like custardy like, like
2: between that and the, the like yeah. I lo- I love me some funky cheeses, but like I don't know, it just seems especially when when it's. Uh, you know, uh, an Asian person with, like, a little stand set up inside of a uh, a state park and by it's, the
0: and rest it, stop. And it says, <laughs> and, and <laughs> at the top, it's, top just as a label, it says totally legit. Yeah, basically, yeah.
3: <laughs> Don't worry. It's cool. It's cool. The, the durian always seemed to me like a, basically a, a really ripe French cheese trapped inside a pine cone. And <laughs> okay. that just never sat right. Like, if I want if I want cheese, I'll get cheese, thank you, but... If I, I'm not, if gonna I want pine seek- cones,
1: I'm going to munch on pine cones. Yeah, there. exactly. There's. No... It's also
2: one of those things where like you have to wonder like how somebody f- originally figured out that like I can eat this. Yeah, yeah. Des- like desperation. How?
0: Yeah. <laughs> somebody was on a desert island and went, "Fuck! I haven't eaten in 26 days. And I've been staring at this thing."
2: <laughs> Well, like, I mean, you broke it open, you found the little pockets of edibleness in
3: it, and the smell <laughs> didn't turn you away, and you're just like,
2: oh, yeah, all right, this
3: it's is like, thing we uh, It's like uh, in, um, was it, on Hoth with, uh, in oh, Star Wars, yeah, yeah, cuts open that, what is it? He, the, the, the Tauntaun? Tauntaun, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: Hold on, we, we, we
0: might have something for you.
1: Oh,
3: wow, it's...
2: That's amazing. I'm just gonna drape this over. My, my wife screen. got that for me as a
3: wedding present. By really? The way. Yeah, that's a pretty epic. I'm just wedding gonna drape present.
1: this over me for a minute. While, <laughs> I, while it's on
2: screen.
3: Is that like a costume? Can that be like a? Hitting? No, it's actually. actually a throw rug. Yeah, really? it's meant to be a throw
2: rug. I want to get or or uh, get this guy to put like make a nice wooden bracket for me uh-huh. so that I can like hang it on. the Oh wall. yeah, They've done deal. I'm just gonna pet the tom I him. like that.
3: <laughs> that's a wampa. Oh, okay. so wamp.
0: Does uh w- since we called it the stout does it does it have a name Yeah, t- uh, tell us a little bit more. Yeah. about Yeah. So it. yeah,
3: so this is Sunken Ferry Oyster Stout, which uh, was around a few years back, but uh oh sorry dude, You're good. we um we wanted to bring it back. Uh, we partnered with a couple of local restaurants, Catch uh, and Patchog and Salt and Barrel in, oy- in uh, uh, Bayshore. Uh, they donated some oyster shells for us to uh, brew a couple batches. So we got about. Uh, say 50 pounds of oyster shells per batch um kind of just uh recirculated the hot wort over the oyster shells as you would with a with a hot pack or something like that and fermented as per usual and it's unfiltered so you know you're getting the you know the best possible experience of the beer
2: it's very good That's it? it, yeah
3: so we did we did a couple of cases of bottles just so you know we can kind of Get it out there a little bit and use them as sale samples, but we had some extra, so I figured it'd be fun to, you know, give them you guys a taste. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it, and it's cool.
2: very good, and I'll definitely uh, pick this up should I see it. <laughs> awesome. Out in the wild somewhere. I've, I've, al- I've always
0: been afraid. Of
2: oyster stouts because yeah. I don't I don't do the seafood
0: thing mm-hmm. like at all. I worked on a lot of fishing boats. I'm just sort okay. of over the whole concept of seafood. Yeah, but um, we uh, my first one was uh, from Blind Bat. We did a the, his oyster stout.
1: Yeah, with the smoked oysters. <laughs> yeah, he, in
0: it. he smoked some oysters over alder wood and then okay. uh, put it in there. And what I, what's interesting to me is the difference between the two. You use the shells. This definitely tastes like an oyster stout. Mm-hmm. You know, similarly, sure. obviously minus the smoke, but it's uh, it's more of a hint of it. It's mm-hmm. uh, and but you still get roast. With his, it wasn't. I didn't get quite as much roast in, the, in sure. there. It's really nice.
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I you know I think that kind of you know to me when you when you talk about a stout, um, if you look at the the history of the style, uh, a stout was a stout porter, um, and a porter was you know big, burly, malty, um, dark brown beer with very little hops, very little roast, but still dark brown, um, sometimes even black. When we put the recipe together for this, we wanted something that was going to going to have some of that toast character some of that like i don't want to say some of that um you know dark chocolate dark roast coffee kind of almost burnt toast kind of character to it yeah and um you know it is a lighter beer like it's not a seven and a half eight percent Russian imperial stout it's you know five percent so wow um in light of in light of a uh you know, such a um, kind of slim body, something that's you know very very crushable. Like this is something that you know, if we ever get into nitrogenated beers, um, I'd love to do some some work on, I, I on bet this, this with. This would be great on that. Um, but to kind of you know to kind of keep the um, keep it interesting, we wanted to keep it you know kind of roasty and full flavored. So there is quite a bit of chocolate malt in there, quite a bit of uh, roasted barley in there.
0: Yeah. Um, the roast the roast bounces out that uh the um i don't know i guess the the sea flavor that I get from the from the oyster whatever brin is yeah yeah, like
2: yeah, yeah 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 but it's it's, it's just very slight yeah yeah it's, yeah, just, it's there. just kind of a hint Beautiful. of it yeah it's nice
1: and I like that it's not necessarily a um a stout that has to have a big thick uh mouth feel or yeah. you know be chewy I don't know I enjoy those mm-hmm. but doesn't always have to be that way and you know in fact for an everyday drinker I think something along this line is a lot more. It's accessible. Got great lakes, by the way.
3: Thank you. Yeah, the um... I like to think I do too. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: by you know when I think of the of Fire Island beer in general, I you know you think of being at Fire Island on the beach. You know what I mean. So to have a dark beer that also still carries through that kind of brand concept is very yeah. is interesting.
3: Um, along those lines, I was wondering: do
0: you guys want to do or have any plans to do like a big like a Russian Imperial Stout
3: type thing? That, that's a really interesting question. I mean, we kind of, you know, pretty much every day we kind of talk about, you know, brand identity and what Fire Island means to us. And, and I think for the most part, um, I feel like this term is used quite quite often and sometimes to its own detriment. But, you know, sessionability is, you know, a big factor for people that drink beer, like being able to have two or three. Um, and if you're talking about, you know, you know, the environment of Fire Island, that you know that definition of se- sessionability might turn into five or six. You know, right? Um, where you're kind of you're you're drinking on a hot day, you're doing physical activities. So, you know, we wanted to brew beers that were going to fit in with that that microcosm of beach parties. Yeah, that microcosm. <laughs> you want <of laughs> to be West able to drink it at the beach party. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, we, we I I think ideally, you know, somebody's drinking it on the beach. Like they get up and you know maybe they don't have a beer right off the bat. But
1: then not eleven o'clock the right comes around. They've
3: <laughs> caught a few waves, or you know, a little, uh, a little fried from the sun. They go in, you know, they get their deli sandwich and drink their Isla del Fuego, and um, you know, get back to the beach. And then at the end of the day, they're you know, crushing a couple of red wagons, and I don't know, uh, roasting some weenies by a fire. Is that what people do on? <laughs> I don't
2: know. I, I don't
0: know. To be to be perfectly honest with you, I, I hate the beach like uh-huh. altogether. Okay. So I, I very rarely find myself on the beach or Fire Island, but if I were to go, roasting wheaties would definitely be what I would be doing. Catching nice. a wave definitely wouldn't be one of those things. <laughs> well, I'd I mean... be entirely too worried about it. I like some random person harpooning me and being super excited about it. Oh, well, God. I mean the last time,
2: the last time I know of that you were there, like it, you know we were just ragging on Taylor. Oh right, that's case. true. That's true. Yeah, Taylor later, Taylor can't play punked.
0: Taylor can't play cornhole at the beach either.
2: That's right can't play anywhere i'll beat
1: him every time wow but um bad at cornhole yeah, yeah he painful. really is but um i gotta say that the image that you were just relaying is exactly what we were talking about when we were drinking the isla del fuego mm-hmm. like just a big frosty cooler of them and sitting on the beach hanging out all day like yep. and i just want
3: the whole flat in there right there with it it's a pretty picture uh, when i have a good day that's what my dreams are like there you <laughs> go yeah. nice Just a big cooler at isla del fuego Okay. Excellent. Isla del Fuego? I say IDF because... Because it's just faster. Yeah. Exactly. This <laughs> is probably you're, 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 the uh, proper pronunciation. You're, you're on a, you're preferred, on a uh, preferred first Nova name Clature. basis with it. You know, you're a little I closer am. to it yeah. than we are. It's okay. It's initials. It's like, I don't know, <laughs> HRC or DJT or... Anyway, I don't know what's going
0: on. QQQ. <laughs> yeah. That's what so, I use when I go to the poker room.
2: I, uh, I cracked open the lighthouse out, which we've now passed around, and... Uh, I have to say I, it this is a
3: speaking of sessionable beers and whatnot, this is right in that wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. This is an Amber Ale. Um finished with a little cascade, you know, nothing nothing serious. Um really strong malt backbone in this one, you know, we've yeah, Pilsner Munich and uh Vienna malts along with a little crystal and a little carafa too. Um but yeah, you know, this is this is the classic kind of uh Amber Ale that I guess was you know one of the one of the forerunners of craft in America, right? You know, back in the was it sixties, seventies like Anchor oh, yeah, Steam. yeah, like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. You know, this is not this is not Anchor Steam. This is not you know Sierra Nevada Pale Ale or Yingling. But I'd like to think that it's in there. It's in that kind of realm of drinkability and weight. Yeah. Oh is, yeah. This is.
0: Like I love multi beers. This is perfect. Like it has just that teeny bit of hop finish to mm-hmm. sort of clean the palate, and the the I mean, like you mentioned, yeah, first thing I thought it was Munich and Vienna
1: with a little bit of spiciness, yep. and like uh, breadiness yeah. to
0: it. Really good.
1: Yeah, I'm en- I'm enjoying it. Um, I don't remember enjoying it the last time I had it, but I couldn't tell you the last time that I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you that it's probably been before the last year and a half. Or so when we really when I really started focusing on what I was drinking with the beers, mm-hmm. and not just you know drinking for the sake of drinking as much as I could.
2: <laughs> Let's play drink the beer.
1: Yeah, that was, I'm still one of my favorite games. <laughs> what do I win? Another, another beer. beer. <laughs> um, sounds like a fun game. The cascade. The cascade you said um, on the back is not really my favorite mm-hmm. of it, um, but it's definitely better than I remember it being. So Thank I you. I enjoy it in that sense.
3: Yeah,
2: they, there is a little bit of a resinous bite. On, yeah, on the back of the taste, but mm. it's not—it's not strong enough where it kind of puts me off. Right. No, I mean
1: to me, this would be one that I would gladly have while sitting down and having dinner with it. But I just don't—it doesn't necessarily hit the note for me of I want to sit down and just drink this beer and have it be its standalone item.
3: It, I I I might agree with you on that. You know, it it might not be that beer that like gets you through dinner because there's no solid food um right yeah
1: there's other there's other beers that you know i need to that are a meal replacement this one's not it um but this one i would gladly have with dinner cool and enjoy it um i think it would stay i think it has the body to stand up to um the flavors of really whatever you're going to be eating
2: yeah so fun fact i mean before we started recording you mentioned that you just passed your cicerone so congratulations Thank you. on that i've Thank you. spent a lot of yesterday going through like their online beer savvy as mm-hmm. well and uh amber ale grew out of pale ale mostly because the uh the caramel malts and whatnot that the craft right. were putting in them was the beer was coming out too dark for the customers to be like, that's a pale ale. Yeah. So they were like, all right, it's amber. It's an amber ale. All right. They're happy it's, now. It's something completely different. It's an amber ale. I right. made it on purpose. It wasn't an accidentally over
1: malted beer at all. <laughs> Along the lines of
0: <laughs> all, all my customers are idiots. So I just have to lie to them. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that one too. <laughs> but now it's its own thing, and uh, it's pretty, it's pretty treaty. I am i uh, I'm not a big Cascade fan, but I actually in this like the way it works in this is. To me, it's perfect. I I, I love the multi front. It's
1: tremendous.
3: I appreciate that.
2: Another one with uh, some great lacing on the glass.
3: Thank you.
1: So Put you said you passed the, pass the cicerone exam. How many times does it take you to pass it? I gotta ask that.
3: Uh, so I I passed the written very easily, um, but I also you know I went through brewing school and you know I've been in the industry for quite a while. Right. The tasting is what kind of threw me, and and uh, kind of looking back, I feel silly for. What actually so for where some of my mistakes were because there's literally only okay. twelve questions on the tasting portion of the um, certified cicerone exam. Uh, I was I was fooled by Rodenbach Rong crew. Oh man, I know. I was like, it was the last one on the, and I was only I was fooled by it the first time I took the tasting, not the second time. If it was the second time too, that'd have been bad. So what do
2: what they do? They just give you the glass and they ask you. You know,
3: like, what style is this? Or So, yeah, I think the, what is it, the first four, there's three sets of four tastes. And the first four are off flavors. You get, like, it's, like, Sam Light or okay. Miller Light or something like what's that. What's wrong with it? They, they, they dose them. Okay. What's yeah. wrong with it and what can you do to correct it? Yeah, and then the next, the next four, you get, like, you'd get, like, a sample of the Oyster Stout and they'd say, is this an Oyster Stout or is this a porter? Um, and you'd have to discern what what the beer was and then yeah the characteristics that that you were observing put it here or there exactly and then the last section was um um fit for service so they would give you the the style or they give you the style and the brand um they would tell you if it was draft or bottle i believe and then they would some of them they would spike some of them they wouldn't so like I said, Rodenbra- Rodenbach Round Crew, if you get a, uh, a a deep red beer that's, you know, got a, little a great ascetic. cherry aroma, a little acidic, you know, a little buttery, a little funky, <laughs> chances are it's it's uh, fit for service. But. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, they're probably yeah. not going to give you the slam dunk. They're probably going yeah, no, to be like, oh,
0: yeah, this one sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> And I thought I, I was being clever beer. by saying, oh, there's diacetyl, and right. it's, just pe- it's Be well, it's, peacocky, it's, one the, it's one of the greatest
0: uh, beers ever brewed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's> silly me. <laughs> yeah, but believe it, me, I probably like, would do the same thing. Yeah, but,
1: but when you're looking for problems, it's, right. it's easy for your brain to sit there and try to find it.
0: Mm. Yeah, Mark and I are studying for uh, BJCP exam, and nice. um, simultaneously, we're using si- the Cicerone stuff, and eventually hope to, to do that as well for the, you know, the serving end of things in particular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh you know, we've gone through three of your beers. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what do you I mean it doesn't have to be your beer, but what do you drink? Like when you're if you're drinking beer, what do you what are you gonna do?
3: Uh well I mean I'm a big fan of lagers, like um one of the beers that I I kinda of brought a little special treat. uh um, Yeah, maybe we should. This is a good opportunity sure. for it. Um
1: it's in the giant can. The mystery yeah. Yeah. Set. <laughs> the mystery prowler. crowler. Yep.
3: So uh yeah, like I was saying, I'm I'm a big fan of loggers. Um I worked briefly at uh, Black Forest Brew House in Farmingdale and Oh, cool. We like that place. I found
1: that and I have a specific question I gotta ask you about that place in a minute. Okay.
3: <laughs> so yeah, that that is where I first made my first decoction Pilsner and it was by far the best beer that I or my favorite beer that I ever brewed. Okay. So like River is up there. Um I have a couple other Places that I've, I feel like I brewed some really nice beers, but that that pilsner particularly stands out because it was hopped with all saws, um, decocted, really malty, great mouth feel, like it had that like straight from Germany flavor profile to it. Like, yeah,
2: I, I do enjoy the the pilsner. Yeah, when there. I was
3: in in. Belgium and I also spent some time in Denmark. I, I think I might have mentioned that earlier. But yeah, when I was. You, well, over you, there, you
2: were just vague. You said overseas. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. The specificity
3: helps uh, clue that on a little bit better. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That, and that's kind of, I guess, those two stories. That that story and the story of the river are. This is the confluence of those two stories how much I like loggers and how much I like aging beers in wine barrels. So. This is the Chardonnay lager. Um, ah. It's a little, kind, of, kind of a secret okay. project. We uh, basically took a batch of lager and, um, before we made it IDF. So Yeah, I was going to say just the, ba- the base before the lime. Yeah, so we took the base lager, and I racked it off into a, uh, a Chardonnay barrel from Bedell Cellars out east. And we let it sit there for six weeks. <clears throat> and um, then we literally just racked it straight from the barrel into Kevin cakes, has no words. This is fucking and, awesome. Uh, thank you. It, it, it is very good though. I yeah.
0: I was wondering because I took a sip before the uh, the bar- the barrel story, and then I I don't know if anybody saw the light bulb fly over my head. Yeah. but I'm like,
2: what what is this?
0: Like, yeah. I obviously knew it was a logger based on the story, but. And then you, uh, <laughs> Chardonnay, I mean, so like it's so obvious. It, if it's you say, very apparent in both yeah. the
2: aroma and the flavor. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. very good.
0: But you're also probably not going to guess that. <laughs> like if, you, if I gave you five guesses at the beginning, would you have said Chardonnay? No, yeah, never. no, exactly. Because I don't but, yeah. drink enough wine. I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Hence my, having a beer podcast. My, <laughs> yeah.
1: my initial thing was okay, hey, there's kind of lemony to it. I wonder if he added lemon to it or if it was just that he, add, or maybe he found a hop that, you know, added a really lemon aroma to it. But then once you said the Chardonnay, like, and you taste it, it really is very much present yeah. there. And it's really delicious. It creates a very light but smooth flavor to it.
3: Yeah. You know, one of the, like, one of my. <clears throat> kind of personal like hopes and dreams for what we can do at fire island is kind of, I guess basically figure out what barrels actually taste like. Cause I feel like when you, when you take like a big hoppy IPA and you age that in a barrel or you take like a Russian Imperial stout and you throw that in a barrel or sour or whatever, you know, these, these beers come yeah, out the like,
2: flavors of the beer that you're putting in there are so strong to begin with. What was, what, yeah. <clears throat> what's really coming from the wood?
3: Yeah. It's almost like a, you know, a, you know, you want to you want to try to find a balance in what you're what you're making, and it's very easy. Like a lot of a lot of barrel aged doubts that I've had in the past have, to me, come across as like almost whiskey and coke kind of kind of mixed drinks, you know. And yeah, I could definitely get that okay. from some yeah, of the big ones. I understand ones. where you're coming from. So you you like I've I've just kind of like lost lost the um, lost interest in trying to pick out you know the varietal of barrel and yada 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 so like rather than kind of you know making our first barrel like a big russian imperial stout or you know the stout might be great like the finished product might be great but um, you don't like it really doesn't matter what that barrel is like i kind of wanted to see if you know if we put like a delicate beer in a in a barrel that held a delicate liquid you know what would what would be the result and I don't think this is delicate at all. I don't. I subtle, maybe I would say, but I, I just I think it's. I think it's a really powerful beer, and for me, it's a very powerful experience to see what you can get out of such a, a low impact um, exercise. Yeah, as and far as aging, it, uh, beer and the, wine it definitely has like a, a subtle
2: fruitiness mm-hmm. to it. And yeah, and like I'm I getting said, a little apricot as I keep drinking it. Yeah, I, you know, that. and like I said, I'm I'm not a. Uh, well versed wine drinker, but mm. I definitely pick up some like winey hints. Yeah, you know, in in with the base lager there, and it, it's it's very good. And uh, you know, thank you. The wives upstairs would definitely enjoy it. Yes. What I would nice. say is that it's it's really pro- the flavor
1: is very prominent. It's just not intense. Yeah. Um, That's a good way. To so, put it. Sometimes with the barrel aged stouts and things like that, it tastes almost like you did a shot and took the and then had a beer chaser with it and that's the experience that you're getting from one sip Mm -hmm. that's not what's happening here it's much more of a smooth constant steady stream of that chardonnay kind of flavor to it which to me like i said i said lemon and apricot and there's that little bit of floral and fruitiness to it that is it's really delightful and really easy drinking
3: thank you
0: yeah, I think that you were able to uh, to take kind of the idea of an, uh,
1: an out, out there
0: beer where someone takes a Russian Imperial Stout or a darker beer and makes that the kind of the, the palate for all those flavors you're talking about. Taking a lighter beer makes them more prominent, and also mm-hmm. you just don't you don't see it happening. I was just listening to a podcast today called Experimental Brewing where they interviewed mm-hmm. someone about loggers and they talked about like barrel aging loggers and how no one
3: does it, mm-hmm. and so it's fascinating to have one. Just show up. <laughs> yeah, hey. I, serendipitous. It's, right. It's a really interesting, like, I mean, like, you, if you look at the history of loggers, like, they've they've been aged in wood pretty much since their inception. Like, that was the only material that in the Middle Ages you could make into a round vessel that was able to fit through a door in a cave, and you could store it there. And then, you know, yeah, it was a pain in the ass to move it back, but... Because it was full of, you know, they, I mean, when these things are full, they're, you know, that's 60 gallons of liquid in a modern wine barrel. Yeah, like times, how, times eight pounds it's like, a it's gallon. Like, it's like 500 yeah. pounds. Yeah, Easily, yeah. So, and you know, trying to roll that thing. you not in squatting a, that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> and I don't know if they had steel toes back then, but I imagine there were a lot of people with, like, very flat feet in breweries. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, loggers are pretty much always stored in barrels, but nobody ever really, like... At least in the modern era, I I guess, um, as far as I've seen, has taken a, like, it's always like, you know, let's take the biggest possible beer that we have, throw that in a barrel and just compound these, like, very um, complex flavors. And, you know, I I think this is almost like, for me, it's like a deconstructed barrel-aged beer, you know? You You get the essence of the liquid that was in the barrel before i think you pick up on the barrel i get a lot of vanilla and a lot of a lot of that almost Britannomyces, um bready buttery farm housey yeah. character um and then i get i get a very subtle hint of that beery lager that like just you know kind of post frat party stale beer smell almost <laughs> like i don't mean it to, i know exactly you know what like, yeah I'm yeah. I'm
0: laughing because I understand. Like it makes it makes perfect sense. It's the right way to describe it. But it's funny. The right way to describe something. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, there's no other way to describe it. But it doesn't sound good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 but it's it's delicious. And I could I could definitely um, mistake this for a Brett or even um, you know uh, some level of a sour beer.
3: Yeah. I mean, I I, I can't honestly say that. And I you know uh, if any of the Bedell – Sellers, people are listening. I apologize for saying this, but I can't say for sure whether or not there is or is not brett in that barrel. Right. Um,
2: well, I mean, that's also a common thing yeah. with wineries as well.
3: It is, but it's... Uh, you know, I know, I know wineries not, tend not, to try not to keep it out of the yeah, house not to as much say that, as possible. Right.
2: But you know? it is a... It's, it's a naturally common occurring. pest yeah. in wineries, I it guess, is, would be yeah. the proper, yeah. proper way to say what I was getting at. So just to keep them happy, we can neither confirm nor
1: deny the presence of Brennan in their barrels. <laughs> yes, I have yes. Not We have no intimate knowledge of this existence or not. You may have said it earlier. I the fifth.
0: How, how long How long did you barrel it for? How long was the barrel age for?
3: Uh, about six, six weeks.
0: Six. Oh, okay. Six so yes, yeah. so you, you get a lot, um, a lot shorter um, turnaround on it than you would a Russian Imperial Stout. Because you yeah. obviously have to have it in there for probably a little bit longer in a stout to get... Uh, the character to come through
3: i think yeah i think all things considered equal like you know because we had such a uh you, you know it, it, you take this versus a russian imperial stout you have a much ba- lighter base beer so any of those flavors that you do pick up are going to show up that much more prominently whereas with a russian imperial stout with all that sugar that alcohol that roast all that other stuff you i think you kind of have to hit a threshold as far as like flavor saturation in a right. but I, I don't i don't know what that time frame is i mean right yeah I think so. When I was at Brooklyn Brewery, I and this is strictly based off a of memory. There's no I couldn't say. So yeah, Brooklyn, if you're listening, I'm not trying to give up any company secrets, but maybe maybe three months okay, in the yeah. barrel, right? I think that was I think that's about close. But you know, again, I don't know. Your mileage may vary. Like bigger barrels have less surface. Yeah, right. Compared the to service, so, yeah. Yeah.
2: service area definitely plays into it. And yeah. then also I'm sure that the, you know, like you said before, whatever liquid was in there previously, yeah, you know, the intensity of the flavor there is going to vary depending upon what that was as well.
3: Yeah. How many soaks has the barrel gone through? It's right. a whole like, uh, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole um, industry in and of itself. I mean, they're, are people that are strictly, you know, coopers for the beer industry where they just, they, manage
2: yeah I mean, they like manage
3: beer uh some barrels. some breweries
2: have coopers on staff because yeah. that's just how much wood they have or russian yeah. river <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah or uh new belgium is another one that, i know um, when we were doing uh the homework for the
1: hem- for the hermitage brewery that we got some beers from that they keep the guys there that just focus on since they do so many sours they just focus on what this barrel tastes like and that mm-hmm. barrel tastes like and then they have and then this Guy's whole job is just to blend them. Yeah, like he's the blender for it. that's all. Yeah, guys...
2: I, f- I forget who it is, but I listened to uh, the Sour Hour on the Brewing Network. Okay, right. And one of the guys from you know one of the oh
3: is that the rear Barrel podcast? Yeah,
2: I, I really like that one. That's yeah, a I, I good one. right. That's the only one of them that I can listen to because yeah. the other ones are just too like college dorm room. Yeah,
3: <laughs> like nonsense. Wait, so on the in the canon of um, you know beer podcasts being you know, ecology or, like, the rear barrel, like, the Sour Hour. Where, where on the spectrum are we here? Well,
2: so, like, that's a funny story, too, because, like, when we were first talking about, like, doing this, Justin oh. was like, I don't get it. Like, how is this going to work out? Like, I sent him, like, a link to the session. I was like, it's going to be, like, well, it was, no, it was more like when, when we were getting ready to talk to uh, the Brewers Collective. They were, the, like, the first... Brewers mm. that we sat down and talked with and sure. justin was like what's the format going to be like? like 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 i was like look listen to this it's going to be like that but a lot less bro-y mm. <laughs> <laughs> like that He's, there wasn't
0: one chest bump the whole time so i felt like it was a success nice like we're not
2: we, we don't purposely burp into the microphone there's like, zero <laughs> chest bumps yeah this, this yeah year. exactly exactly
0: yeah, we uh, we we strive to be as informational as possible while simultaneously breaking
3: each other's balls as hard as humanly possible. It's so a fine line. You guys, uh, <laughs> yeah. you guys ride the uh, ride the edge there. Exactly. Like what do we what do we got left for uh, for beverages here? Well,
0: I, I'm no, just no. wondering if we could list them off. I don't want to pour anything right now. I know we're still sampling. Uh, we the got other the
2: one. we got the pumpkin. We took out another bottle of the wit, and then we've got the red wagon. Ooh, red wagon.
0: I want to comment on the deer. Because I hate deer like a lot. They eat all the stuff in my house. Yeah. I like I like eating them and shooting them. That's fun. That's true. They they've
2: uh, decimated his garden in yeah. the past two years. Yeah,
0: I've been uh, threatening to crossbow the the group of them in the backyard like verbally really? to <laughs> their faces for a long time. They don't Just give a yell shit. At them. They don't give a shit at all. It's but they like, don't understand I don't English. Think <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> I've yelled at them. They, they might be Spanish deer. We right? You don't, don't know. True. So. I love. Uh, obviously in communication, so the. the mm. I love looking at marketing. I yeah. love what you guys are doing with the deer now. It's
3: a yeah. It's a pretty fun, um, pretty fun take on the, the imaging that we had. Um, uh, C C level graphics. Uh, I'd have to get the exact name, but uh, Christine is awesome. She did a great job with our, our new branding, and basically, it's it's a. Um, it's a more. It's a more playful take on. You know the, the major components of the imagery, like so. The major components are uh, the deer and the lighthouse, right? Right. And then obviously, like you know, the red wagon in, in red wagon, and and um, I think that's it. Actually, the well, like also like the theila or isla de oh, del Fuego yeah, yeah. with the the sombrero and the poncho. Yeah, yeah. you know, we don't want to take it too seriously. Uh, so you know, when you make a beer and you call it a Mexican lager, you kind of have to. Pay homage to you know. No, I think you it's appropriate. At, I think. Exactly. I think, you know, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah the uh, on the the lighthouse hill here. You see the lighthouse here with a big sun behind it, it. Looks really pretty. Yeah, and then the deer is is surfishing in the background, which uh, is yeah. which is sweet. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. And then on the red wagon, the
3: deer uh, people too. The <laughs> <laughs> <quite> Clearly on <laughs> Fire Island. I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. Not, not in my backyard. They're not. Well, did you know, did you know that that they actually they'll swim across the bay? And yeah. I when I first heard that I was like no that's that's completely. Deep. No, it's a deer. Why?
0: <laughs> I can't say I've ever seen one do it, but I, yeah. I've read it. They have gotten there it. somehow yeah. before the add. bridges were built. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 pretty nuts. I was um, imagining. The, can the they ride the ferry? <laughs> 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 I haven't for seen free that on happen, Tuesdays. But. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice.
3: Only off season. Yeah. Only off season. Right. But
1: in the but uh yeah the, the bay will freeze over in the winter mm-hmm. and it probably did two weeks ago. It probably was a pretty solid solid layer on there. Oh yeah. Um. But I wanted to before. Um, I just wanted to make one more comment on this uh, this Chardonnay beer. Of you were talking about, you want people to for the beers from um, from Fry to be party beers. Mm-hmm. This is your bachelorette party beer. Thank that's you. what that's what they're gonna they they're gonna love this one. Ooh, I would that. Ooh, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, I a couple other it's brewers so that fizzy. we <laughs> yeah. a couple other <laughs> brewers that we've talked to. Um, Gone with that, like that white wine kind of flavor, mm. whether through different hops or using white wine barrels and things sure. to try to make a a lady oriented beer. Well, Ni- for Ni- Nigel mentioned. Thornberry from
0: yeah uh, from Brickhouse. Well, yeah, but, but then th- like this... Barrage
2: has like White Girl Wasted, right? Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. Really, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: But interesting. Um,
1: <laughs> but I think like this. This is, you know, I think you can if you have. Not to be completely stereotypical, but if you get a, a lady in there that doesn't mm. know what, exactly what she wants, but wants a light beer, I think if you hand her this, and she says she really likes white wine, they're going to be really pleased with this beer.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think you. I think you're kind of hitting the nail on the head. I mean, I, although I, I don't think we would ever like, you know, sp- sp- I, I don't think we would deign to try to try to design a beer for for the ladies. But yeah, um, I, I do think that there are there are flavor profiles that that women like. Better than men, and you know, maybe, maybe it's not even that women like better than men. It's just that people that aren't familiar with craft beer yeah. can get down. I think, and this, I, I think this, I think has, you know, it has that whiny character. It has that that um, kind of basic lager character. Yeah. So it's like it's almost like taking you know your your. Your uh, you know, the crappy jug of Chablis and a PBR and basically pouring, you know, equal parts. Uh, I think it's, we it's I think secret. we just
1: found close favorite drink. It's a fuck ton better than that, but that's what's that's it's. I mean, yeah. it, is, it is a variable fuck ton better than that, but Thank it's. You. But I understand how like your your thought process goes to that, yeah and I mean I I've, I've I just think women. like I can see that it's and you know and that's. Not to say that there's not the ladies out there that will put down the heavier, darker stouts way faster than I
2: will, and make me look like a little bitch about it. Um, and, no, but it's definitely but I think a very good kind of like, introductory beer because yeah, the bitterness yeah. is very, yeah. you know, mild. You know, and and then it's got all the fruity notes and uh, you know aroma from the you know the time spent in the wine barrel.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those beers. Like there, there's so many beers out there that are just hard sells, like, you know, I think if you like chocolate, there's no reason you shouldn't want to drink a Russian Imperial Stout. If you like, um, I don't know, if you like raspberry sorbet, there's no reason why you shouldn't try yeah
1: Because,
3: like, I don't think they're, you know, very... Like, in the in the overall, like... Uh, in the overall list of flavors that are out there in the world, like those they're not all that different from stuff that people have already had you know like yeah right like you know stouts and and chocolate um you know you co- co- like co-
0: coffee knows people love coffee but for yeah. some reason you know it's i'm, so I'm the reverse right i'm the reverse i i've tried a bunch of different coffees even like the expensive like civic coffees and stuff yeah. i've never really liked coffee but i really like coffee stouts i like mm, a roasted yes i did it's not cats they're monkeys weasel <laughs> i thought it was a send weasel
1: civets please
0: they're monkeys. Goddamn weasel. I eat primate shit. I'm going to have to isolate that. That's going to have to be my ringtone. <laughs> I now eat like primate like shit. I eat primate shit, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, definitely going to have to be my ringtone.
3: My, um... I guess basically what I was... I am just getting used to this microphone. Thing. That's all that, right. That, that is qu- that's quite all right. I have, I have two years. We'll be okay. Cool. Uh,
1: <laughs> Don't be bitch, Justin. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, what was... Okay, yeah. So, like, basically I think that, like, people people need to you know get comfortable with different beer flavors right but you know also I think that there's like um, there's a I it's like uh, what everybody thinks what everybody thinks of when they think of beer like at the base level I think it's that that lager you know that yes. the clean the, basic the, logger, exactly yeah, it's, the like, ma-
1: it's the mass market clean lager it's yeah yeah it's it's bud light it's yeah. it's one of those that just that when you think of beer it's it's frat party beer that's what's popping in your head yeah I mean, we, yeah we
2: get it i think we fairly, thoroughly thoroughly shame cliff enough at this point because every party that's oh happened in the last year he's brought toasted lager and not bud light so the last yes, time i was true. on
0: fire island was for his bachelor party for Cliff for, for, for our friend yeah, our cliff cliff cliff. cliff's bachelor party and uh, the request was to bring as much shitty light beer as you possibly can. Uh-huh. So I brought like two cases of Daddy Ice. Nice. Apparently that was the base. Like that was <laughs> that, that, that was... was too too <laughs> shitty. Um, uh, we we played you beer pong. You jumped the shark on it. Yeah. Oh, I had yeah. never had Daddy Ice before ever, oh, so and I uh, I we played beer pong with it. I won't even play beer pong with it. Like no. it's not good, so I think that when people think it's a step up from that, I mean it's it's the, it's a, a good clean say Bud Light, which is yeah. definitely Cliff's favorite beer. Even though now he listed it, since he was on the podcast and told us a, a bunch of wrong facts <laughs> yeah, about presidents, right. he. Uh, <laughs>
1: He's only fake. he's only a history teacher. It's a like fake news. Right. Wow. So yeah, he's, <laughs> it's he's yeah. This is
0: yeah a big homage to roasting our friends that no one <laughs> yeah. has, no one listening to us has ever met. Exactly. But um anyway the that's the thing you're what what most people think of and when yeah. you ever you can have an, a, something you can tell them it's like this but a little bit different just different enough to be cool. Yeah. You can sort of build on that palate. We always talk about gateway beers and mm-hmm. right. and how to get people over to craft beer.
3: Yeah, you know I think like um the beers that we do can be considered gateway beers or like I like to call it entry-level craft because it's, you know, it is craft beer. Like it doesn't matter if it's like, just because, you know, our IPA isn't super pale and hazy and, you know, packed with like, you know, the juiciest, most modern hops known to man doesn't mean that, you know, we don't put as much love and care and craft into creating red wagon. IPA as say like, you know, the veil vale does with crucial taunt or, or um I don't know, other half does with all their beers. I'd, you know there's there's so many beers out there that um you know i think there's it's just interesting to see that like you know when people basic like people's tastes have changed so drastically um that i, I i'm I think I got off on a tangent. <laughs> that's that's quite, that's quite right. Kind of this, of what this, this whole that's, thing that's is a half tangent. The time, yeah, though. exactly.
0: I know, but I know what you mean. It's it, it, the the, your, the idea. What what people's perception is of a beer. Yeah. You have to you know expand it. You keep expanding it little by little. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I started more on the sour end of things, like, mm-hmm. and then started to realize, okay, I like dark beer, so I'm at these yeah. two these two parts. So now. For us, at least, I think the IPA, the pale ale, mm-hmm. like finding what that is, that what what the what we like about those is becoming more interesting. So it's kind of the same thing, like those standard beer styles everyone thinks of. That's kind of like what we're trying to figure out: where do we, which one of these do we like? Yeah. So it's interesting. But one thing that's definitely controversial is what was just poured now is uh, the pumpkin beer. Uh oh.
2: I don't hate this. I, no, no, I know,
0: I know. I, I, I tell when you taste because, it because yeah, you because... still you, you swallowed it, so we, I know we're good.
2: Well, no, but like. <laughs> The, the spicing is restrained. Like this isn't this isn't a pumpkin pie spice bomb. No this this smells the most like the actual squash
1: than a lot of the ones that I've we've had. I get that yeah, we've I had get, and I've had. In general. I get like, hints
2: of that. I get like uh, some hints of caramel. There's definitely some you know allspice or maybe cinnamon in the aroma, but it's not like so many of them that the spicing like it's just. Super spiced, mm-hmm. and I just don't like that. He so, hates mine. Like but the lot. most, <laughs> the, but the
1: most important question is: if someone asks you to put nope. the stupid cinnamon sugar on the the cinnamon sugar on the rim, are you angry about it, or do you just do it because <laughs> they expect it? Where's your take on that? Where do you fall on this heated debate?
3: Uh, on that heated topic, and I'm, I'm going to lump in the whole citrus on a on a half or a wit glass too. Uh I you know I used to care a lot about it and it used to just like I feel like you know the beer is the beer is the beer and you don't it's not a cocktail like you don't need to okay. put fruit or anything in there but you know again you know it, I make beer for people to drink I don't make beer for people to for myself to drink so Okay. Like if somebody wants a cinnamon sugar rim if they want me to put a slice of pumpkin on there if you know god forbid they want an orange slice on their pumpkin beer sure people are going to want to put orange or lime, orange in their wit and lime in their lager. Like, I get that, you know, and honestly, Mazel Todd, like, like, go no, for no. it. Yeah, look, look, see, I already put the lime in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's already I, I in it. I took care of it for you guys. <laughs> I saved you a step. Yeah. No, but, like, you know, like, I mean, going back to our conversation about, um, you know, what people are drinking and why they drink it, like, if if somebody who doesn't drink craft beer is going to drink my pumpkin beer because it has a cinnamon sugar rim on it, you know what a that's exposing them to more craft beer and B, it's you know putting a little bit of money in my company's pocket so uh it's a win-win for everybody it's a simple thing stand on your head and drink it yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i've worked in brew pubs long enough to know that like when you're the brewer at a brew pub you're the dancing monkey and you know even at a production brewery you know when you're the head brewer and you know you're showing people around and talking on podcasts you're the dancing monkey like it's you have not danced uh, at all for us. I want to say that, I'm putting that and it record. won't happen today. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> Podcast number three, maybe. Okay, maybe. number oh, three, oh wow. Noted.
1: it Justin, we're wait, on the wait, date
3: we're, schedule.
0: We have to What happens if we're in the friend zone by then? the uh, <laughs> Friend zone. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope
1: not. Um, I, I had something and I lost it. I don't know. Sorry, I, wrong, I right? fucked you up with the
0: whole friend zone thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. got Sorry. friend zoned. Yeah,
1: I did. Oh. <laughs> um oh i know what i wanted to mention um we talked about and you we talked about it being entry uh entry-level craft beer mm-hmm. craft beer that's really accessible what was the beer that made you sit there and say you know what this that like beer something pretty damn awesome that i really do want to explore the great beers that are out there and not just be drinking beers for beer's sake?
3: Um, so like I said before, uh, back in college in Rhode Island, I was exposed to quite a few different beers.
1: Does culinary uh, school just like totally blow that idea out of the water of just saying like, you know what, listen, I'm going to be trying all sorts of crazy things anyway.
3: Uh, I'm not sure what way you mean by blowing it out of the water.
1: Well, I would say that, um, being in culinary school, you're open to, you're more, you're, I think you're naturally going to be more open to exploring flavors, and all the different aspects of a food product Mm -hmm. or beverage and so going to a beer is in that same vein you're not necessarily i don't i wouldn't imagine that you would just go and say well i only want this one variety of beer and this is what beer should be and that's the only way to look at it like i feel like you might be a little more naturally inclined to be to look at a random beer and be like you know fuck it let's try that thing let's explore that and see what's going on there
3: Uh, you know i think back in culinary school i absolutely was like um you know, two two beers that I distinctly remember drinking and enjoying very much for one reason or another. Um Moyland's Hop School and Imperial IPA that is I the last time I had it I was I was taken aback by how bitter it was 'cause it's it's like this big, it's a it's an old school California IPA okay. that's got I'm like hundred and fifty resin. IBUs. Yeah, it's yeah. just like scrape it off your tongue bitter, you know, but it's delicious. Uh, and then the other one was, um, an oak aged, uh, Great Divide, oh, uh, Yeti. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, know, I know what that means. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> and this is thing. back, this is back when I was drinking, when I thought drinking craft beer was, you know, 8% bombers out of the bottle. Um, <laughs> right. You know, there's also Sierra Nevada that, that's kind of, you know, been very, um, very much a, uh, a beacon for me. Okay. Um, Local one, the, from the classic pale ale, or yeah, the classic pale ale. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there are a few here and there, but you know, for the most part, Sierra Nevada has kind of been the the prime uh, light for for where I've kind of gone as far as like what kind of beers I like to brew. Okay. Um, but I, I gotta say, like, I do enjoy, you know, a lot of what Sand City and Dubco and you know places like the Vale and Trillium another other half and all everybody else that's doing a hazy IPA or whatever. Like I do enjoy that style, but, um, you know, if you were to, you know, put me on a desert Island and say, what beer are you taking with you? And it's the only beer you can have. And you're getting a lifetime supply. It would probably be Sierra Nevada or maybe Corona. If you know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, <laughs> worried figure. about light strike or something, Corona and cats, Corona and cats. Oh, glass bottles glass bottles they use um they use uh i forget the name of the hot product but it's for, oh, for a they, long time they're using they, a, yeah, yeah yeah it's de-skunked gotcha oh but it's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good it's like water <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. all
1: right um one other thing that i wanted to ask you about kind of backtracking again um you mentioned that you had worked at black forest brew house yes um the they kind of they try to stick to the traditional german styles there correct
3: yeah um i mean yeah it's a you know black forest brew house right. you can't get around the fact that it's very german and in oh influence. yeah no absolutely is um, german but yeah, the,
1: what i really wanted to ask you was the wheat beer
3: uh-huh. the this what would the whatever oh, this yeah. is like real we're getting yeah like do
1: you remember i don't know if you remember it or don't remember it or anything I really just want to know how the hell do you say that name? <laughs>
3: like, uh, that's it. Like I just don't know the pronunciation. How
1: to say, is it Nissudji's? Not like I don't know what it
3: is. Was it a Hefeweizen or it, is it a proprietary name for Black Forest? I don't. Well,
0: well, you, no, this is this is yeah, just the name it, they give it. Like, right. You know, like the Red with oh, yeah. and IPA. Yeah, obviously. I guess it's a proprietary name yeah. that
3: they give it. It must be. I think when I was there, um, the three cores were uh, the Pilsner, and Amber Lager, and the Hefeweizen. Um, H two O, please. And I don't think we ever had any other names aside from okay. Amber Pilsner and Hefeweizen. But I, I could be wrong. I, I could okay, also be misremembering. Don't,
1: don't worry about it at all. I was just, I'm, I was as I was looking it up, and I'm like, oh, we got some inside info. Maybe we can ask them. And it's <laughs> okay.
3: I, I will tell you that they, they work on a really unique um, seller system where they have these serving tanks that are actually lined with these big plastic bags so you never have to wash those tanks they're amazing that's to work convenient. with yeah okay. plus they're also like i think they're like 7 or 8 barrels so like you know if you're the guy that's got to make sure the beer is flowing like you get you might have one long day and then you're set for about 3 or 6 weeks there's i think there's like 8 or 16 kegs worth of worth of beer in each of those tanks gotcha yeah
0: and it's got to be convenient because you have, like you said, those three beers, and it seems like they have a rotating fourth of some sort now. But yeah. like, you know, you know what you're brewing. You got, uh, you know, you got your your process down. Mm-hmm. It was, actually, we were there for uh, um, Kevin's birthday, yeah. and uh, the the guy was was brewing, and my uh, son and his daughter were. Uh, they're, my, they're, my daughter was scalding the brewer yeah, yeah. while he was working. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're they're very little. Mine's he's two. Was two? He was two at the time, and yours two and two and a half, roughly, right? Something like that. Pretty close, two and a quarter, some, something, something like yeah. that. Anyway, yeah, they were, they were not, they were, yeah, they were just old enough to be annoying,
3: <laughs> right? It's, you know, it's a <laughs> lot better to get harangued by two year olds than twenty five year olds. I'll say that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> that's true. At least they're cute.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is uh, the Red Wagon IPA. Yep. This is probably one of the beers we're best known for. Um. Classic. Craft American IPA. It's uh, you know subtle, low key. A lot of Centennial, a lot of Cascade in there. Um, you know some caramel character. It's filtered, so it's not hazy. Um, some might call it archaic, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who. Um, yeah, no, I, I kind of curious to hear your guys' thoughts. I I like this. This is one of the one
2: of the West Coast style IPAs that every once in a while I'm not going to mind drinking one of these. And the, the main reason for that, like, it's got a good maltiness, which is lost on a lot of them, but mm-hmm. also the, uh, the, there's definitely a, uh, prominent bitterness, but it doesn't get to the dank, uh, resin-like bite mm-hmm. that a lot of IPAs have to me, because I think I'm just really, uh... Mm-hmm words susceptible that's Mm -hmm. not the right one but you know that's what i'm getting at like tuned yeah like i'm i'm very like i'm like a super taster as far as like that that resin character in the the american hops and like a lot of them it just i get like this like crunching bite in the aftertaste that Mm -hmm. just puts me off them entirely and i i don't really get it out of this and you know it's it's gonna be you know my once in a while yeah i'm gonna have that
0: yeah, the um I think it's, like you said, the caramel addition, that type of maltiness that um makes this a more drinkable IP IPA for me the most I know putting caramel in IPAs or, you know, crystal malt is mm-hmm. it's kinda of some people like you shouldn't do it, you know, this is supposed to be a hop forward and, you know, bitter beer. Why put that in there? Mm-hmm. But I think that the balance is needed. Like you can have that finish as long as you have the right thing up front. Yeah. Without that back malt backbone, all you end up getting is just that death yeah. <laughs> back of your throat. <laughs> but this doesn't have that this is uh has the malt backbone it's very good
3: thank you yeah um I, this is definitely not uh this is not that um that hyper modern IPA this is not you know um i won't say any other brewery names but we all know who we're talking nice. about right and, yeah. like i mean and those beers are great but this is not what that's supposed to be this is supposed to be um you know again in line with you know what fire island's all about and having Having a couple beers at a sitting, not just, you know, sitting down for one, you know, incredibly complex, rich, you know, juicy, that blow. low bitterness hot bomb, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of the, you're going that
2: way. I thought you were going to say, like, you know, 150 IBUs blows your palate after yeah. one, so well, that you yeah. can't taste anything after it.
3: Well, again, it's definitely not... Um... It's it's definitely not one of those kinds of hops either, you know. It's no, around, no, it's not. Uh,
2: IPAs. And and that's, you know, why I appreciate it. And it's going to be, you know, every once in a while, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to have one of those. Because it's been a while since I had it. And, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy it once in a while. And it's not just like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. One it's, taste. That was all I needed. I like the maltiness
1: to it, but it's just it's just not my jam. Yeah. And, um i just i I, hate, I it's just not my thing like i i think the the hops on it are just a little too mu- too much for me mm-hmm. like i it's not really the style that i would enjoy to do to go with so am i happy to try it again yeah i'm very happy to try it again but just for my flavor for what i prefer to drink i much rather go back to either the the sea salt one even especially this mm-hmm. version of it or the um what was the other um the, oh, the the, the el fuego, fuego. Yeah. like if I'm gonna have a lighter beer I'd much rather go for one of those two sure. than come back to this one for it sure but the malt definitely saves it mm-hmm. more and allows it to me and allows it to be a much more more enjoyable experience and not something I'm going, oh my god why on earth am I drinking this and doing yes. this to myself. <laughs> I've definitely, well, I've definitely had
0: those. Yeah. Somebody gifted me a, a single-cut IPA, and I didn't really look into it. I just opened it and poured it, and it turned out it was 127 IBUs, oh, what literally. Were the,
1: what were the ones that, uh, that Jack got us from uh,
0: oh, oh, From The Alchemist? Jesus yeah. Christ,
1: totally wasted on us. Uh, wow. Well, uh, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure there were some people yeah, listening of, going like, fuck you guys, you don't enjoy yeah, that l- at all. One of our
0: listeners gave us uh, beers from The Alchemist. And Biezel, basically, he's a big, Bob, Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's basically he's a big hop head and he's like i wonder what you guys think of these i'm like i think you know
3: <laughs> yeah it's it people people are weird with hops man they like you know people have pretty much or some people have kind of gotten into craft solely for that hop experience which is you know it's great to have more people in craft but um i all i you know i think it's also there's a there's a huge world of craft beer out there that isn't just hazy ipas
1: yeah yeah.
3: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Um, what do we got left? I think we've only got like one left. We've been we've been doing yeah, pretty we... good work with between these. We've, we've got, got the, a, the a bottle of wit. the wit left. All right. let's, uh, I, remember,
0: let's... I remember digging on this last time.
1: Yeah, let's crack
2: open the wit and uh, just to make sure. Oh yeah, prove it to the people. Yes. <laughs> um. While uh while while <laughs> we uh, save this last beer here, we're gonna go through our six pack of questions. Okay. Which we uh, throw at anyone that actually agrees to sit with us. <laughs> we might have hit, we hit we, one we of hit them. We hit a few yeah. of these yeah. already. So, like, the first one is, you know, which we touched on before, which is your favorite or your old standby that you've always got in the fridge. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, I think I said Sierra Nevada, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, what else do I pretty much always have in my fridge? Uh, my father-in-law likes Coors Light, so that's always
2: in the fridge. Keep um, the father-in-law happy. I, yeah, I periodically go on quests to try and find Miller High Life because that's my father-in-law's beer. Oh, that's all, that's everybody's favorite beer. Or be. I, yeah, I, I could I drink one of those, too. It's not, it's, a dis- it's, not a dis- it's not a disappointing beer. No. It's not Rolling Rock. No, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not Rolling you Rock. You should
0: not be able to buy beer in fucking buckets. What is the deal with the
2: fucking buckets?
0: I'm not, I don't buy a bucket of fucking anything except for, like, Spackle. Like... <laughs> <laughs> why would somebody go hey you know what we need a shitty tin bucket that's what's gonna make us look awesome yeah yeah
3: so although rolling rock is a that's a gem the glass line tanks of old Latrobe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right
2: uh number two is what's your favorite brewery
3: that is not your own my favorite brewery that's not my own that I feel is an exceptionally loaded question. I have. I've well, got like three you've, that you can
1: three or four you can call your own at this point. They weren't in, right.
3: <laughs> yeah, we 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 can we'll
0: exclude we those are excluded. So you're are kosher.
3: Um, <laughs> well, I think I mean right now. Five, I mean obviously Fire Island's my favorite, but I mean I, I have. I think there are a lot of people out there that are doing some really nice things. Um, six point. I have a, a, a deep. A deep respect for because of how well they treated me for the short time that I was there. Um, and I, I think that they're also on the cutting edge of not only, you know, some of the beers that they're brewing and, and some of the ways that they're trying to get beer out to the people, um, but I think just in terms of how they run their business, they're very forward-thinking, and it was it was really eye-opening to, to work for a company that, was like, that actually cared about the people that were doing the jobs. Um, but, yeah, that is... Definitely, always a good thing. Yeah. I can speak firsthand for that. Yeah, I mean, as far as like um, you know, other breweries that like I respect what they do. Uh, you know, I know the guys down at the Vale, all right, and I think they they make awesome beer. I think uh, you know they're doing some really cool stuff, and you know I'm really excited to see what they do. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're you know pretty much. All the breweries on Long Island, I think, have kind of done a really great job of rising the tide and making better beer available across Long Island. So, you know, I know eventually there's like, what, 40 breweries on Long Island now, and there's a few more to open this year. And God knows how many are going to open in 2019. So I know there's going to be a bubble at some point, but I think every brewer on Long Island should hold their head high. And understand that they've done a great job of kind of making the Long Island beer scene, you know, basically, you know, nothing to something huge in maybe 10 years, you know? Yeah, yeah. I. it's... I mean, if I'm wrong, you know, please feel free to reach no, out. I, I no, I, I would agree with it, you. But, we're we're going to yeah. agree with you. I think definitely in the past, you know...
1: You know, the past two years we've really focused on it. But even the, you know, I would say probably two or three years prior to that. So we're pretty good on the last five years of saying like we've really. If it's gotten down to us and notice it, I'm sure the the people that have been into beer for a really long time have seen in the past decade that it's been growing, and we love it for that. We really do. Yeah, that, it's really why cool, we're man. doing this. Like, right? We want to make sure we enjoy as much of it as possible. Yeah. And sh-
2: and share our drinking this with other people. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs>
3: all right third one very generous with that
2: uh number three is what is your favorite brewing ingredient
3: um my favorite brewing ingredient this always seems to be the hardest one this is a tough one like i mean you can you can pit, pick a, a malt and a hop and an
2: adjunct or all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna say water for my first one <laughs> um i don't know if that's that that's a favorite so much as a requirement
0: I guess it really depends, though. I mean, if you go to great lengths to either treat the water or, like, yeah. you know,
2: you did that. That I think then that
0: quali- that qualifies.
3: I've had fun to uh, fun with um, brewing with a uh, reverse osmosis system, so using literally the cleanest just, softest yeah, just, water you can
2: imagine, um, I mean, building up whatever mineral profile you want. Yeah,
3: um, but then there's also you know there's there's something into, to be said for the fact that you know, the water in any given area does add a lot of uh, terroir to, to the liquid. Well, yeah. And maybe not in like, you know, in the ways that, you know, um, the soil adds terroir to wine, but.
2: No, but that, you know, to that point,
3: that's why a lot of the classic styles grew Mm -hmm. up where they
2: did, when they did, because the brewers adapted the beer that they made to what they could make that tasted good from the minerals that were in the water they
3: had. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're getting, we're getting our, you know, our malts from, you know, as far away as Germany our hops from as far away as Germany and Idaho. And, and like, you know, I don't think like me being able to make a good beer does not equate to terroir. Right. So like I can make, I can make a lager here. I can make a lager on the West coast. I can make a lager, you know, anywhere and it'll still be really good. But if you use the same ingredients you know, there's. I, I don't know if there's terroir when you use hops and malts from all over the country and you bring them to one place and all you're doing in the one place is manufacturing. Um, but I do think that the one thing that does bring the terroir is the water. And even if it's you know even if you treat it, if you add salts or you do reverse osmosis, like that's still the only thing that you're like unless you you're willing to spend an arm and a leg to get you know long island malts or long island hops it's the only thing that you have available to you pretty much that's going to actually add a local character on it yeah you know you you can can do that yeah
2: no that makes sense and you're honestly the the first person that i've spoken to that you know has taken that viewpoint and now that
3: you've explained it i totally understand what you're getting at yeah like you know, I know Dubco just got a cool ship, and and that's another way. Like, um, I don't know if that would be considered a an ingredient or equipment. Probably equipment. But the yeast, the, the wild yeasts that you end up collecting, well, on the wort.
2: On that subject, I have a proposition for you after we're done recording. Okay. Because I can help you out there. All right,
0: all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may or may not have...
2: Uh... What we believe I have a mason yeast. jar. Yeah, in my refrigerator. Nice. And nice. We,
0: we we have we have product that we've uh, we've fermented with it. It's uh you know it smelled okay. like a gun it's, range when we were doing it, but it's it fine like now. A gun range. Yeah. a well, yeah. range it's it's good. It's good now. We're like fine fire now. Fire and brimstone. Huh? Yeah. It was it was pretty fucked up, but.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's our next?
3: Question? All right. Uh, number four is uh, your least favorite style of beer. My least favorite style of beer. Uh uh hazy ip no um i don't know i mean like i used to think it was pumpkin ales but now i'm kind of like like i used to just be like i I don't even want to see a pumpkin ale don't even talk to me about a sugar rim um i can appreciate that you know after being kind of like forced to brew one and like you know i've also i've had to i've brewed a peanut butter beer too so those can be and, very good though. I, you know what? I actually I did really enjoy the one that I made. Um but anyway, yeah, no. I, I would I would probably have to say like least favorite beer style would probably be like maybe pumpkin beer, maybe wit beer. Right. Just cuz I you know, they're just two beers that I just don't drink very often. Not
2: on, not enough going on for you or Yeah,
3: not a, I mean, there's plenty going on, I think. You, you know, just don't take take a- you the right way. Yeah, they don't tickle me the right way. Saison's, I like I haven't really had a saison in a long long time. Just not because there aren't good ones out there, just because you know, I I'd, I'd rather I'd rather drink like I don't know, like a classic IPA or a like a pilsner or something like that. That's just that's just right now my my pers- it's personal personals. preference. So yeah. You're entitled to it. Yeah. yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, that's why we ask. We want to know what what's going on in your head. Yeah.
3: All
2: right, number 5
3: is where would you like to go on beercation? Beercation is this like like, going to a brewery, going to... Like, you're going to travel famous. somewhere for... And, any of those things. Yeah, any I mean, of these things. For or these a beer things. experience, whatever I mean, whatever
1: you already seem be. to be able to check off that idea of, like, going and drinking beers all over Germany and Belgium and stuff, and that's Only,
3: only that, Belgium and Denmark. Oh, uh, Belgium, um, Belgium
1: and Denmark, but that's, Germany like, kind of like cool, the though. idea that we get with people. It's like, yeah. yeah, I'd love to go to Belgium and just drink a whole bunch of crazy beers. Yeah, yeah
3: I
0: just want to drink Creeks uh, and Lambics until I fall down. Yeah. That's
1: pretty much all I want to do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That or, you know or what or I have never been the to Bruce so that a, would be pulls out his a,
3: uh, Cantillon would uh, definitely yeah. be up there. There you go. No, um, doubt. I've seen the Stone Brewery, the one in Richmond. I've seen the Sierra Nevada Brewery in uh, Chico. Um, you could go to Stone in Germany though. Stone in Germany would be cool. I'm trying, like honestly, like in my head, I'm like a beer vacation, and like I can't address the beer part before I address the vacation part, and I'm like. Vacation that means hot tropical sandy beaches, light beer. Um, the only there are pro- a lot of good craft breweries in Hawaii. I can speak from that from firsthand. Really, experience. I've heard Hawaii is very very expensive though.
2: It, it yeah, it like, was an expensive trip. Yeah.
3: See, if I was going to do expensive, I would I would probably go back to. Um, uh, if I was going to do expensive and and beery or more craft beery than you know, I'd probably do generally on vacation. It'd be probably the um, the Caribbean, like uh, BVI. Uh,
2: okay.
3: We honeymooned in Tortola, and they actually have craft beer down there. It's actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's we like, it, 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 there's apparently a bunch popping up in Chile too. So which yeah, is, I think that would be on my list. My wife yeah. hates hates. I like I, I like warm temperatures. I just don't mm-hmm. like the beach. I don't like sand. Yeah. But. So I think that I'd have to drag her there because she doesn't like yeah. warm things well, outside well, or bugs. To be or any fair of that to shit. your wife though, yeah. like
2: if she spends ten minutes on the beach, like she's toast. She's burned yeah, up. She, yeah. yeah, she
0: looks like she grew up in
2: Haiti if she's there for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <Wow. laughs>
0: yeah, my wife is like white of white of of white. Nice. Like, <laughs> she looks like she you, looks like, like powder. Your wife. Oh <laughs> your wife God. is very fair of complexion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's it's Very a, very northern Italian. Extremely. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so I would. Love, I mine would be at the moment would be Chili. Nice. Let's, I kind of want to go check out the uh, the crazy like backwoods
2: craft beer scene going on. All right. So the the last question is: What is the favorite name for any beer that you've encountered? Whether that's like punny or you know any you know whatever it is, like yeah. something that just you like you saw it and you're like ah that's that I I I get it. That's, that's kind of funny.
3: I'm trying to think. Um... The the one that comes to mind, and I had to be told why it was actually like what the name meant. I thought it was just nonsense, a fun sounding name, crucial taunt. Um, but if you actually look into it, have you guys seen Wayne's World? Uh yeah, it's yeah. Been okay. a while.
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's
3: been a little while. Okay, think think back like way back. Dig dig deep into the into the um, into your brains, right? So. Wayne's love interest, Cassandra, right? Yeah. She had a band, right? Right. That band was Crucial Taunt.
0: Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. That, see, yeah. That's, see, that, that's a great answer. That's I, good. That is good. Yeah. You know, having that that um, want, that um recognition, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's one of those times where I'm having to explain the joke to someone is actually even funnier than, yeah, than someone just getting it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, I had no idea, and I was just like, that's a great name, like, I don't know what the heck that means, and like... I don't know what the label is. Like It's like a, a Yeti chasing a guy with a <laughs> bat, if I recall correctly. But like it's just so random. And then for somebody to, be, like, to bring cans into a brewery and have somebody be like, oh, dude, that's the veil. That's crucial taunt. You know that beer was named after Wayne's World, right? And you're like, what the hell are you talking yeah. about? No, it's not, you idiot. <laughs> no. It's got a Yeti on it. Yeah, like, I don't <laughs> there's no Yetis in Wayne's World. I can't remember that much. I don't. I don't see a funny-looking Canadian guy on here anywhere. I don't see a little <laughs> Filipino girl. What are you talking about? And uh, but yeah, no. So that that um, I gotta say is probably one of my one of the one of the best names I've heard for a beer so far. Excellent. Um, that is a really good yeah.
1: one. So we just want to kind of know what's going on at um, at Fire Island. Is there anything really? New and interesting that's coming down the pipe. You got something? Um, is this delicious uh, Chardonnay beer going to be coming out soon?
3: Uh, so,
0: um, oh yeah, and what what what's its name if it has one? Chardonnay lager. Oh, Pretty okay. Straight. Okay. Yeah, we're uh, yeah. Keep it simple. All right. Simple. I didn't know if it was like you know, uh, white wagon lager. Or no. Like
3: <laughs> All right, that would be good though. I like that. Um. So what do we have coming down the pike? I mean, 2018 is going to be a, be a big year for us. we um, you know, like I said, we we are just dipping our toe into what we can do at, uh, at our new facility in Bayshore. Um, Chardonnay lager. We are working on a plan to, um, bring that to a wider audience right now. Okay. We only did one barrel. So there's, you know, it's very limited availability. It's like, honestly, like you'd have to, so we do, uh, you got take your out kegs beer.
1: there and that's it, right? Yeah. yeah.
3: We'll do, we're right now at the brewery. We're doing takeout beer. You can text, uh, text us um the contact information is on the twitter facebook and instagram accounts yeah and we, we'll make justin um, link yeah. it at the bottom of the uh,
1: yeah oh no, i can include that, that in this
3: yeah justin well. We'll yeah. link it
0: at the bottom yeah kevin will, will beat oh, me re- you. kevin will beat me <laughs> relentlessly and i'll take care of it i'll uh, <laughs> i'll i'll call your hotline if i do it technically you will do it <laughs> Actually, if you could call our hotline, it'd be super. Like yeah. just with a follow up, that'd be great. I could do that. I yeah,
3: can, I'll I'll come up with something good. I'll, just will yeah, get good and good anything and drunk. anything you could do to give yeah, me more. energy. would be amazing. <laughs> you you could be the first person to get was you. Of yeah, the first, of the first person. These to get, are nice. Yeah. I like these. Very nice, man. Um, you each have your own cards, huh? We're fancy like that. I shit. like that. Good for you guys. <laughs> Vistaprint print for the win, motherfucker. Oh, dude, Vistaprint print <laughs> is the best. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're actually our first sponsor.
3: No. No, no, no they're no, not. No, not at all. We have no sponsors. We,
0: we sponsored them partially by
3: purchasing the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the gift cards. Exactly. <laughs> you're their sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all
1: right. Um, so you're doing limited, uh limited run on this. Limited um, run
3: on the Chardonnay Lager. We're doing uh, takeout beer only out of the tasting room while we're under construction. Right. Uh, we are looking forward to opening our tasting room sometime in 2018 uh stay tuned to social media for that kind of announcement. We'll do. Um we're looking at increasing our production, um getting more beer out to the people, uh potential equipment purchases. Uh we're going to be doing more canning. Um and I don't know. Um my wife's pregnant, so that's going to happen. She's gonna Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank man. you. Yes. Cheers.
2: You join the club of not sleeping. Yes, mm-hmm. as Kevin is
3: going to join the club as well. You this recently, year, recently found out as well. Yeah. yeah, Um But yeah, no, that's. I think that's it. That's going on at, at the brewery. Cool. Yeah, that's all awesome. things. All
2: yeah. right, indeed. Well, I want to say thank you very much for coming down and uh, joining us here to talk with us about you know some of your other offerings here and to you know give us that second chance on the sea salt well it's I, definitely a big difference as far as i'm concerned yeah greatly appreciate
1: it
3: yeah i appreciate you guys taking uh taking uh a second crack at it I'm sure oh it no we we
2: do. we've no. done that before <laughs> like uh we did that once before with uh yeah. great south bay's uh muscat love muscat love yeah since. i
0: took like four swings at that one so well yeah <laughs> because
2: you just really liked it kevin and i were like no 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 that's not much, true
0: to, to not really like it, I realized that it wasn't as bad as it was the first time that we had it. We had had it in a bottle. It was also our uh-huh. second episode. Okay. So, you know, we're like not sure even what to do, mm-hmm. what this thing is, which end to talk into. And we we taste this beer. We were like, Pause. Whoa, what happened? And uh, so we had, had it again at uh, the... Uh, the Craft cra- Classic. The Craft Classic. Mm-hmm. And um, while it's still not definitely our favorite, it was definitely way better than the first time. So we're nice. thinking something was up with that bottle. But um, it wasn't nearly the uh, the, the stark
2: difference uh, it, that this it, was. It, yeah, yeah. It was. when we... Did the first bottle that we drank initially, dear God, it was like, it was, how did this it was win a right. gold medal? Yeah,
1: we were really <laughs> confused by that fact.
2: Well, so but after later 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 later, tastings have uh, have have uh, improved our impressions, and we've also all been through at least one uh, off flavor century training since then. So you know we we've learned to be able to identify these things a little (laughs) more, a little more.
1: Um, Are we going to be able to find you guys out at some of the um, the events this next this upcoming year? Maybe some of the festivals and things like that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I don't have a list in front of me, but uh, I'll, just I'll to know that you're out 10. there, we'll make
1: sure we uh, yeah. we'll stop by the tent and uh, say hi.
3: We're gonna float around, man. We're gonna be at, at most of uh, most of the beer festivals that we can get to, and uh, some of the ones that we don't want to be at. And yeah,
1: well, <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 it, I, As we're as we're getting into this more, I think we're seeing more of that side of like, okay, we can see how it's more of a chore for. That uh, it, so that it
3: is. My question it. is: When is Beer Voyage going to have a tent at a festival and well, do live podcast? We sort
0: well, live podcast, no, but live we sort we sort of had a tent at um at Crab, Crab 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 Classic. Classic. Yeah. We shared a tent with Lowland Beer oh, Enthusiasts. Yeah, they yeah. were yeah. kind enough, and we kind of had our own table with our our lovely banner back nice. there yep. and it's everything. Very nice but um. We will for the first time there'll be beer tastic beer, not mm-hmm. exactly us, but you know, it's us, but within co- in combination with some people at uh, the NanoCast Festival. Nice, very cool. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, Justin and I are going to be serving for both uh, Brewers East and Revival and Long Island Beer Mall enthusiasts. Nice at man. that event. Yeah, very cool.
1: And I'll be walking around drinking and talking to people. Nice. That's, That's what, what you do. do. I
0: love it. Something yeah. tells me Far out we we'll won't be at the Nanocast Cast Festival. You drink beer and you uh, to that? <laughs> where is Ro- that? It's at Rocky Point in uh-huh. uh, in uh, like a Municipal weeks. Hall in three weeks. Okay. And uh, you, yeah, you guys don't qualify. Nanocast. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like small like, cans. <laughs> yeah. Every they serve everything it's in
0: three ounce cans. I'm just kidding. The, uh, <laughs> I was like, That's brilliant. <laughs> Got to have a special canning <laughs> one it,
3: It's the
2: the Rocky Point Artisan Brewers. It's like their yearly event. Okay. At like the clubhouse. In that little like neighborhood of okay. where one of the when owners you, lives, when you drive
0: there, you're like, this can't possibly. You're, you're like, like oh, I'm, I'm definitely like yeah. something's wrong. Google, do you, hear, right, the, Google do you maps. hear the
3: theme from? Uh, was it? A... You, oh okay. yes, you hear dueling banjos yeah. playing in the yeah, background. You
0: do. You're, you drive. Last time we were, we were like one of the first people. It's in there. the middle of a neighborhood. Yeah, it's really, really
1: weird. weird. It's like uh, a, right. it, they're the beach, they're beach communities, so it's their local community hall. Oh really? You would expect it would make a lot more really sense to rent out the place for a young birthday party or sure. you know or something like that but to have a beer festival there it's actually a really awesome little spot and nice it's a small the, event
0: too like if you yeah. it happen it's uh february yeah the 16th mm, something like that okay it's the 17th it's the saturday after homebrew alley right. um and uh if are you, you guys could... judging
3: the homebrew alley i am yeah alewife right uh, uh no fifth hammer, fifth hammer. Fifth hammer oh yeah
0: yeah. okay yeah. nice but um the if you can want to stop by that event it's actually a super fun craft beer event like it's yeah. you know all yeah. sorts of you know it, don't drink all of them though don't do that what, I like
2: it. maybe a dozen local breweries and maybe they, a little more yeah, yeah with okay. uh one or more firkins
3: oh that's cool yeah, yeah, yeah
1: nice all right so last chance is there anything else you want to get out there let the people know
3: uh, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for inviting me. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening and, um, drink more Fire Island beer. No Thank doubt. Thanks so we'll for coming do. down, man. Cool. Cheers. 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 Cheers, Dan. Thanks. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Beertastic Voyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show. Or send them a good old-fashioned email at BeertasticVoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.